We hope you'll be blessed and inspired and challenged and motivated by this fresh word from Christian Heritage Church. I believe many times in the church today, we sell short what God wants to do in our hearts and in our lives. Many times because we have a diluted view of who Jesus Christ is, or we don't have a full revelation of His power, of His sacrifice, of what He has done for you and me in our life on a daily basis, we fail to turn to Him when we should. Because we don't understand He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. If you can get that in your spirit today, it will revolutionize the way you live. If you can understand that everything and everyone on this planet and in the spiritual dominion and realm as well is under his authority and under his power, it will revolutionize the way you live. I've come to declare to you, he is the king of kings and he is the Lord of lords and there is nothing you will ever face, nothing you will ever encounter, no one that will ever stand against you that will be able to thwart his authority, overcome his power or set him off that throne because he is the king of kings and he is the Lord of lords. It's time for the church to know we don't serve some Jesus with doodap hair and bambi eyes. We don't serve some meek and mild guy. I've come to tell you, I serve the King of Kings and I serve the Lord of Lords. And there is nothing too difficult for my God. Oh, come on, church. It's time to move back into the realm of the supernatural. The realm where we believe our God does all things and does them well. The realm where we stop believing for little stuff and we stop believing for start believing for big stuff because we don't serve some namby pamby God who's lying in a grave dead somewhere. We serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Oh, I've got news for you. The President of the United States may say, why should I rule bow to you? Why do you think you I serve you, King Jesus? You don't understand. I was elected by the people. I was inaugurated by the Constitution of the United States. I rule this nation. But you know what Jesus is going to say? He's going to say, you don't understand. I am the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords because I died and I rose again from the dead and I'm sitting at the right hand of the Father ruling and reign over man and all my creation. Come on somebody. He is the King of Kings. So many of us have started relying on what man can do. Relying on the power that's in your hand or your friend's hand or your neighbor's hand or your family's hand. I've come to tell you it's time to quit that nonsense and run to the king. Oh, come on. Take me to the king. Take me to the king. The answer is in Jesus. The answer is in Jesus. He is the king of kings and he is the Lord of lords. But so many times... We're just like that little boy who was out in the front yard trying to move a huge stone that was way too big and way too heavy for him to dislodge and move out of the yard. His daddy was sitting looking out the window watching him. And as he watched him struggle and push and pull, do everything in his power to move that stone and it didn't budge an inch. He worked all morning. Finally, he came in, he got some lunch, he got a drink, he got refreshed, got a second wind and went back out there and started it again. After a couple more hours and no success, his daddy came out, 
And he sat right down on top of that stone that little boy was trying to move. He said, son, what are you trying to do? The little boy said, Daddy, I'm trying to move this stone, but it's too much for me. I've done all I can do. I don't have enough strength. I don't have enough power. I can't move it. And then his daddy said, well, son, there's one thing you didn't do. You didn't ask me to help you. You didn't ask me to help you. Oh, come on, friend. I came to tell you today that he is the king of kings. And he's saying, if you'll just ask me to help you, you'll see a difference in your life. If you'll acknowledge my place, you'll acknowledge my position. Acknowledge my authority. I'll come to your aid. I'll come to your rescue. I'll give you what you don't have if you'll acknowledge me as king of kings and lord of lords. Take me to the king. Take me to the king. I love that song. It resonates in my spirit. I know that everything I need resides in him. Everything I hope for resides in him. Every dream is fulfilled in him. Every aspiration is accomplished in him. Oh, take me to the king. Take me to the king. I hope this is doing something for you because it's doing something for me. So if I'm the only one that gets blessed today, then I'm okay with that. Y'all can go on and have your little pity party and live the way you want to live. But I'm telling you, take me to the king. He is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And no weapon formed against you or against me is going to prosper because he is king. He is king. He is king. It's time to understand that we serve an infinite God. Our God is huge. Our God is so great. Our God is so mighty. He is an infinite God. But you and I are finite. Finite is also defined as limited. So let me ask you something. Why do we, in our own limited power, try to resolve every issue in our lives when we serve an infinite God who has no limits, who has no boundaries, who has no borders, who has already declared there is nothing too hard for me? Why do we keep poking around and piddling around in our own ability, in our own power? It's time to say, take me to the king. Take me to the king. Listen, when you get that bad diagnosis... Don't go whining and whimpering to somebody else. Take me to the king. Take me to the king. When you lose that job and you don't know where your money's coming from tomorrow, don't go whining and whimpering to somebody else. Don't count on the government to meet your needs. By the way, the answer for the society is not in the White House. It's not in the Congress. It's not in the Capitol. It's not in the state of Florida. The only answer for our society is take me to the king. King of kings and Lord of lords. Oh, folks, the only thing that's going to revive the believer, bring hope to the believer, bring hope to the world, is take me to the king. We've got to understand he is still the answer. He is still the power and the authority. He still rules and reigns over the affairs and in the affairs of mankind. If we can just get that in our spirit, take me to the king. Take me to the king. You can read it time and time again. In 1 Kings chapter 8, it says that God is so big, the earth cannot contain him. He is huge. He is unlimited in power and dynamic and might. He's able to do what no one else or no other thing is able to do. Paul writing to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 15 says, Which in times he shows himself who is the blessed and only potentate, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Who is he? Bring this mic down, Ben. It's way too hot. Who is he? He's the King of kings and he's the Lord of lords. Can you say amen? The Apostle Paul had the revelation. 
And that revelation brought action on his part. That revelation enabled him to know and understand. It doesn't matter what I'm going through. Matter of fact, you can read it. He said, I've been shipwrecked. I've been beaten. I've been stoned. I've been thrown in prison. But every time I was stood to declare, he is still the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Oh, if you have the revelation, it brings action into your life. And you're able to stand against the wiles of the enemy knowing he's already defeated. Because he's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He is the one who rules and reigns supreme in your heart and in mine. Oh, everybody's up in arms now over the election. This is an election year. I want you to understand it's the believer's responsibility to pray and seek God and vote for the person who most represents him. Come on now, you can say amen or oh me, I don't care. You can say, now you're meddling, preacher. No, I'm not. Because I want somebody who is in office who's going to serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Come on, church. We're in a very perilous time in our culture and in our society in the United States. So much so that many evangelical Christian groups like the American Family Council has been branded as domestic terrorists, not because of actions, but because of beliefs. Oh, I got news for you. If you're going to line me up on the side of the evil one, I'm going to stand up and say, I don't serve the devil. I serve the king of kings. And if you don't like it, if it doesn't suit you, put it in your pipe and smoke it. Come on. He is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. And we need to declare him today. He is mighty. He is worthy. He is wonderful. Ephesians 1, 21 through 23, the apostle Paul wrote it this way. He is far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, above every name that is named, not only in this age, not only when I'm writing these words in the first century, not only in this age, but in the age to come. And he has put all things under his feet. What has he put under his feet? All things. What does all things mean? All things. If you read it in the Greek, what does it mean? All things, everything, nothing exempt, nothing stands apart. So when the devil comes at you, and he will, because you're serving the king. When he comes at you, and he will, you need to know God has already put that thing under the feet of Jesus Christ. Your victory is ensured. Your deliverance is for sure. Your healing is on the way. Your provision is coming because he has put all things under his feet. Put all things under his feet and gave him his head over all things to the church. Now, we like to rejoice about that all things under his feet. But we stop when it comes to him being over all things in the church. Oh, come on, I'm fixing to meddle. I'm fixing to get in your business. See, as long as we can sing and shout and dance and say glory, hallelujah, and go home and say we had a good time in the church, we're okay. But when times get hard, when pressure comes against us, when we're living between that rock and the hard place, we forget he's put everything in the church under him too. He's in charge. He's the authority. Listen, folks, this isn't my deal. It's his. Oh, come on. If church people could just get this, it isn't your deal. It's his. And now, all right, Lord, here we go. Too many times we sit here and say, who can come into our church? You got to look like me, you got to act like me, you got to talk like me, you got to smell like me. And if you don't, I don't want you anywhere around. Can I tell you, 
He put all things under him in the church. And the last time I read the book, he didn't die on the cross for people who look like me. He died for all mankind. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. It doesn't matter your background. It doesn't matter your pedigree. It doesn't matter who thinks you're great or who thinks you're horrible. It doesn't matter what society says about you. When you come to the cross, you're a part of the church and you're under Jesus Christ. Oh, come on, church. It's time. It's time to stop picking and choosing who's going to make it into heaven. That is not your responsibility. That is not your right. And it has no place in the kingdom of God. I've told you this almost every week for two and a half years. The church of Jesus Christ isn't white. It isn't black. It isn't Hispanic. It isn't Chinese. The church of Jesus Christ is blood bought. And it's going to have people from every nation, every kindred, every tribe, every tongue. Because the church is underneath his authority. So you need to hear it and understand. I have little tolerance for religious bigots. What's a religious bigot, you say? A religious bigot is someone who says, I'm not going to accept you because you don't fit the pattern. You don't fit the mold. I'm not going to accept you because you don't have the right label on your suit. I'm not going to accept you because you don't dress the way you should dress when you come to my church. I'm not going to accept you because you don't sing the songs that I sing in my church. Oh, come on. You need to hear it one more time. It's not yours. It's his. He has it under his authority and under his power. You want to know why the church doesn't grow? Why the church doesn't succeed? Because you're trying to control it. Oh, come on. Turn it loose and realize he's the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. And the church is under his authority. My brother, my heart broke this week. When religious folks chose to come against you. Many of you are aware of what the Good Samaritan Network went through this last week. It wasn't the sinners that came at them, folks. Did you hear what I said? It wasn't the sinners who came after them. It was, quote, church people. May God get a hold of their soul and their spirit and shake them to the very foundations of their being and wake them up. Who are we to say who can be in the kingdom and who can't? Oh, come on, church. It's time to know and understand everything in the church is under his authority. And you know what? If we'll really grasp that, it brings release. It brings liberty. Suddenly, it's not my problem to make this thing go. It's his problem. It's under his authority. Oh, I'm telling you, if it's up to me, we're going to be colossal failures. But if it's up to him, we're going to move from victory to victory to victory to victory to victory to victory to victory. victory. Oh, somebody get it in your spirit. We are under the authority of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And it doesn't matter Sally Sue and what she says. If it doesn't align with his authority and with his word, I'm going to reject it. I'm going to refuse it. I'm going to rebuke it. And I'm going to declare there is still only one king and we're following him. King of kings and Lord of lords. Paul went on to write in that passage in Ephesians. He's the head of all things to the church, which is his body. The fullness of him who fills all in all. 
What a powerful statement. He's the head of all things in the church who is his body. What does that tell me? That tells me that if I'm living for the king of kings, if he's the ruling authority in my life, if I've been to the cross, if I've been saved and delivered and filled with the Holy Ghost, if Jesus is ruling in me, then people ought to see him in me. But if they see hatefulness, if they see bitterness, if they see criticism, if they see a cantankerous old fool who just needs to sit down and shut up, I'm not the body of Christ. Oh, come on, somebody, you need to get this. When we're under the authority of the King of Kings, we begin to live in subjection to Him. We begin to do everything we do with the idea in mind, will it please my King? Will it honor my King? Will it bring glory to my King? Will it uplift the name of my King? Will He be exalted? Will my King be exalted and lifted high? Oh, come on, we worship Him because of who He is. Because of who He is. And that's the way we have to live. Unfortunately, many in the church world have taken this thing to mean 60 minutes on Sunday morning. That's all it's about. I showed up, preacher, what more do you want? It's not what I want, folks. It's not what I want. I preached to five and I preached to 5,000. It's not what I want. I really don't care. It's what he wants. It's what he desires. It's the service he is looking for. Oh, listen, if you really believe he is the King of kings and the Lord of lords, then every aspect of your life should be submitted to that authority. You need to understand if he's the King of kings and the Lord of lords, my heart is open to your direction. When you speak, I go. I don't question. I don't worry. I don't wonder. Oh, come on. I don't go talk to Sally who gives me three different answers. I don't need another word. When I've heard the word from the king, that's enough for me because I'm under his authority. I'm going to obey and I'm going to act. Come on. Take me to the king. Take me to the king. Every aspect of your life should be submitted. I know I'm not on the outline. Forget the outline. You can read it this afternoon. Every aspect of your life should be submitted to the kingship of Jesus Christ. You should understand that the way I live my personal life, you should understand the way I live in my relationships, the way I live in my church family, you should understand my finances, the things I take into my mind and into my soul. Everything I do is subjected to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And if he doesn't like it, he's going to tell me about it. And I've got to make a course correction. Oh, come on. If he is the King of Kings, if he is the Lord of Lords, then our responsibility is to follow him. Our responsibility is to serve him. Our responsibility is to hold tight to him, turning neither to the left nor to the right, but knowing the king has the answer, the king has the word, the king has the direction, and all I have to do is hear and obey. I don't have to hear and dissect. I don't have to hear and dialogue. I don't have to hear and determine by three other witnesses that this is a word from the king. When the king speaks, it resonates in my heart. It aligns with his written word. And all I have to do is step out, step out, step out, and step in and know that my God is still more than able. See, the problem with being in a kingdom 
And we are in a kingdom, by the way. We live under the kingship of Jesus Christ. We're a part of an eternal kingdom. We have a home that is beyond this world and beyond this life. Let me just say this. Christianity needs to get past today. You need to get past today. You need to start living as though there is a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. There is an eternal kingdom we become citizens of when we accept him as our Lord and our Savior. And if we're going to be a part of that kingdom, then we have to follow what he says. We have to obey and go where he says go. It may not make sense. You may not like it. It may not be. It won't be comfortable. But you need to obey him. Yvonne and I loved Colorado. All the time we said, man, we miss Colorado. I mean, I've looked around. I haven't seen any mountains in Florida. I haven't seen any days when it's 100 degrees and 10% humidity in Florida. We miss Colorado. But when the king spoke, because we are subjects of the king, because the king guides and directs our lives, we uprooted ourselves and moved to Tallahassee, Florida, not because we wanted to, not because it had always been our dream, not because we knew about this great church, but because the king said, go! even though it made no sense. Come on, church, you need to hear me. If you're a part of the kingdom, you've got to do what the king says to do. You've got to obey when the king says go. You've got to respond when the king speaks into your life. Take me to the king. Take me to the king. We need to understand that today that's not a popular thing. But we know when the king speaks into our life, he knows the end from the beginning. He sees beyond today into tomorrow and into my eternity. And the king knows what's best for me. He always knows what's best for me. And you know what else? The king is always going to do what's best for me. He has his best interest through my life at heart. He's not going to ask me to do something that's going to destroy me and cause me to blow up and flame out. He's not going to do something that's going to cause me to give up and give in. But when the king says go, when he has my best interest at heart, then I know beyond a shadow of doubt that he who is able to do all good things will accomplish them in my life as well. The king has your best interest at heart. In the kingdom, the king is always looking out for you. Revelation 19, 16, what it says? says the name is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. That title in and of itself says that he is the one who has the power to determine and dominate his entire kingdom. What is this kingdom? Is it just the church? No, don't fall into that trap. His kingdom is all of creation. Oh, come on, church, I'm telling you. You can read it in Romans chapter 16, verse 20, where Paul said to the Romans, and shortly will the God of all peace bruise Satan under your feet. You can read it in 1 John chapter 3, verse 8, where John wrote of Jesus saying, for this purpose was the Son of Man manifested that he might, come on, say it with me, destroy, destroy, destroy the works of the devil. So I'm here to tell you that everything on God's green earth is under the dominion of the King of kings and the lord of lords 
There is nothing that is exempt. He is higher than the angels. He is over the demonic realm. He has authority over Satan. Do you not know that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords descended to the pit of hell and took back from Satan the keys of death, hell, and the grave and declared, I am the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Oh, you need to start stop living under a limited revelation. Stop living under a limited revelation of who he is. He is the King of Kings. He is the Lord of Lords. And there is absolutely nothing that can stand against him. I'm going to wrap this up. We're not anywhere near where we need to be, but I'm going to close because we need to get in the altar this morning. The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords has come to declare in this place, I'm all you need. If you'll simply trust me, if you'll simply look to me, if you'll simply turn your heart toward me, you're going to find a new revelation. You're going to find a new power. You're going to find a greater relationship. Because he is the King of Kings. He is the Lord of Lords. And more than anything else, he wants you not only to know it, he wants you to acknowledge it. And he wants you to walk in that revelation that it doesn't matter what the pit of hell may spew against me. I'm not serving the devil and I'm not under his dominion. I'm serving the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and I'm under his dominion. And he has already declared he has came to destroy the works of the enemy. It's time for somebody to get out of your chair this morning and say, take me to the king. Take me to the king. What you're dealing with is too big for you. What you're confronting and and trying to grapple with is too big for you. Oh, come on. Take me to the king. Take me to the king. Ushers, right now, would you come and distribute the elements of communion? Tom, begin to sing that out. Take me to the king. Take me to the king. Stand to your feet with me. Our prayer is that God will take this word and plant good eternal seeds deep into your soul. Father, we pray for your great wisdom to infiltrate this listener, draw them to you, and take them gently down the road to their next destination in life. And if you're in need of a home church, we invite you to join us at Christian Heritage Church on Shera Road in Tallahassee, Florida. A multicultural church founded on the truth of God's Word and the power of the Holy Spirit. For a worship service where the presence of God has first place, you're invited to Christian Heritage Church. Sunday morning service is at 10.30, Wednesday evening at 7, plus youth group and kid power and small groups and more. For all the latest information, visit our website, chctoday.com.